Gracious and holy God, we ask that you reveal to us your word today. Touch my mind and my, my mouth, my tongue, but especially my heart, O oh God, that I might proclaim your promises. May the meditations of my heart and words of my mouth be acceptable in your sight, my blessed Redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. You know, the video that we showed at the very beginning of the service, I love that video, and especially the music behind it, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, that beautiful song underneath it, because it reminds us that our story as Christians doesn't just start with the birth of Jesus Christ and carry on after his death and resurrection. No, our story begins before the world to being. As the Gospel of John says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. You know, the season, the season of Advent is a season of waiting and preparation for the day that we celebrate the birth of Christ, a day we know as Christmas. But why wait? Where we already know how the story turns out. All you have to do is pull a Bible, pew Bible, out in front of you and open to one of the Gospels and you can read the whole story for yourself, the birth of Christ his life, his ministry, his death and resurrection. You can read all of that, right? So why do we have to wait? Why do we have this season of waiting for our celebration? What good can ever come from waiting? At least that's what my children and my grandchildren have said every Christmas, right? What good can come from waiting? Why can't we open our presents right now? When you hear the words, you will need to wait over here. What kind of feelings come upon you? Any business or retail? You'll need to wait over here. You know, that's never a good thing when it's said to you through the DMV, right? You'll have to wait over here. I, a friend of ours was staying with us this last week because uh, he can, travels for work and we opened our home to him and I was asking he and Joe what they liked about waiting or what they didn't like about waiting and, and uh, he told me that even if he has to go to the bank or the post office, he's mad before he ever gets there <laughs> because he knows that he's going to have to stand in a line and wait. Waiting is often associated with those negative feelings, right? Like long lines and hospital waiting rooms. There's an uncomfortableness that is associated with waiting. All you have to do is ask a woman who's nine months pregnant getting ready to give birth if it's uncomfortable, and she will tell you with all certainty. We live in an instant gratification society, don't we? Yeah. You know, right now, I have to say that Amazon two-day prime shipping is the best thing since sliced bread. You know, it's good for people who are last-minute people, busy parents, procrastinators, or just pretty much anyone, right? 
We are people that do not like to wait. If a video on our phone is buffering, we huff and puff. Why can't we see it right now? Or we're in a line at the stoplight, number of cars back. And if the car in front of us doesn't immediately jump when the light turns green, we're doing what? Tap, tap the horn, right? At least Joe does, you know. <laughs> teasing, just teasing, honey. Picking on you a little bit. Waiting does not bring out the best in humanity. Amen? I, was, um, I went to the dry cleaners the other day, a simple stop. I pulled up and I thought, there's no one here. Yes! There was no one in the parking lot. There were no, there were no people there at the, at the desk. And, so, and I had my tickets for once. You know, I've, there are many times I've shown up at the dry cleaners and I did not have my tickets and they'd have to look up my name and all of that. Had my tickets. I thought, no one's in line. No one's in the parking lot. I've got my tickets. Yes, this is going to be an easy breezy in and out and I'm going to be on my way. When we found my clothing, we were in the process of gathering all of that up. And, and then she was new to the job. And she couldn't figure out the checkout system. And I stood there for 15 minutes as she tried to figure out how to check out the clothing to me. We want it, and we want it right now, right? You know, I still made my appointment. I still had plenty of time to spare, but waiting was difficult. Why wait? If you think about it, there's something to learn in the waiting. As I was waiting for this person to figure out the check-in system, I found that my breathing was getting a little bit more anxious. And I found myself getting angry. And I had to ask myself some questions. Why is this making me anxious? I have plenty of time. Time to spare even. Why am I getting angry? I tried to remember a time in which I was learning something new. I tried to place myself in her shoes and... And when I did, the breathing got a little bit better. God had a conversation with me. You've been there too, Terry Sue. You've had to learn something new. God had something in store for me that day to learn, to remember. Why wait? I would think some of us have had this experience you're waiting for your spouse to get ready to go to dinner or your significant other to get ready for dinner. You're hungry. You're, you're anticipating that wonderful meal together and you're kind of looking at your watch. What's taking them so long? We need to get going. And then they walk out ready to go for dinner. And that's when you know they were worth the wait. Amen. They were worth the wait. So imagine you're an Israelite. You're a generation. The stories of God has been audible and visible. He's been a part of the story. And the generation after generation is telling the story as if it happened yesterday. 
God was in the pillar of smoke. God parted the seas. And, and then all of a sudden, bam, dead air, radio silence, signal gone. And this continues. The God video buffering for 400 years. At least that's what scripture tells us. That the voice of God was not heard by the Israelites for 400 years. 400 years of waiting in darkness. Why didn't the faith just die off? Because the people believed. They believed and hoped and had faith that the words spoken by the prophets would indeed come true. They waited with anticipation in faith for the one who was promised to come. They knew God was worth the wait. The prophet Isaiah foretold the coming of the Messiah. Hear these words in chapter 7. Therefore the Lord will give you a sign. The young woman is pregnant and is about to give birth to a son. And she will name him Emmanuel, which we know is God with us. And then in chapter 9, the prophet says, A child is born to us, a son is given to us, and authority will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. The prophet tells us of God's arrival, only it's not in the way that the people expected. It wasn't going to be in a pillar of smoke in the parting of a sea. It was going to be in this little baby. A humble child. The promise of a new kingdom, a new world, a new life is promised in the hope of a child. The people are literally pregnant with anticipation for Emmanuel. God is with us. Isaiah says so beautifully, He will swallow up on this mountain the veil that is veiling all peoples, the shroud enshrouding all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The Lord God will wipe tears from every face. He will remove his people's disgrace from off the whole earth. For the Lord has spoken. They will say on that day, Look, this is our God for whom we have waited. This is our God for whom we've waited. Generations waited, clinging to the words of their forefathers. And that was an important part of our story as Christians. A story of waiting and anticipating for God's arrival. But it's still an important part of our story today, church. Advent stems from Adventus, or coming. It's a time for Christians to contemplate Christ's first coming to the world as a baby. But yet, it's also a time to prepare and anticipate for his return in glory. Christ will come again. Yet we're in this world, this world of distraction, of instant gratification around us. And, and I think it's easy in the Advent season to get lost in the glitter and the twinkle of Christmas. And it allows us to shift our focus away from what we're really waiting for. Just like wanting everything else right now, we want God to show up in our lives right now. God, I have this problem going on in my life. I need your voice. I need your direction. And if you're not too busy, I need it by 5 o'clock. 
If we don't hear God's voice, then our minds begin to play with our soul. Maybe I didn't ask God appropriately or most reverently. Or maybe God is not answering me because I lack faith or obedience. And days turn into weeks and weeks turn into months and maybe months turn into even years. And we might not have a clear answer or direction from God. And then seeds of doubt begin to roll through our minds and our hearts. Maybe God doesn't hear me. Maybe God doesn't care enough about me to answer my prayer. Or worse yet, maybe God doesn't exist. We must remember the promise of the prophets, the promise that Christ said he would come again. We have to remember God has purpose in our waiting. There's something for us to remember. Something for us to ask ourselves some questions in. God's time is not our time. Just like the spouse who enters the room ready to spend the evening with the one they love, God shows us his glory is worth the wait. We must not let our doubts or worries or impatience take root. We hold to the promises of God. Micah, the prophet, said, But me, I will keep watch for the Lord. I will wait for God of my salvation. My God will hear me. We hold to that promise. After all, seasons of waiting can be seasons of great hope, right? Of great peace, of great joy, of great love. If we did not wait, would the angel chorus sound so beautiful? If we did not wait, would the story of good news of great joy be as joyful? While we wait, we live toward what we might not begin to imagine. During seasons of wait, our dependence upon God increases, right? We turn toward God. When our future is uncertain, we can choose to turn our hearts to the Lord and find great strength and a closeness with the Lord that we may never have experienced before. There's an excitement, a joyful expectation that can be filled with hope. It's winter now. But we anticipate the spring. And the coming of Christ into this world and our lives has made us new. Paul reminds us of this in 2 Corinthians. So then if anyone is in Christ, that person is a part of a new creation. The old things have gone away. And look, new things have arrived all of these new things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and who gave us the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, God was reconciling the world to himself through Christ by not counting people's sins against them. He has trusted us with the message of reconciliation. So we are ambassadors who represent Christ. God is negotiating through, with you through us. He says, we beg you as Christ's representatives, be reconciled to God. Made us ambassadors. 
people who share hope with others. He came into the world as a new creation, an infant, in order that we may be made new, that we could be reconciled with our creator and all of creation. So in these weeks of leading up to the celebration of the birth of Christ, maybe our focus needs to shift into what we're truly waiting for. How we can have a deeper relationship with God. How we can have a deeper relationship with others. The community of faith. Whatever season of wait you find yourself in. My hope for you this Advent season is that you will find this deeper understanding of God's love. That you'll have this deeper understanding of the presence of the Holy Spirit moving you as ambassadors out into the world in a spirit of reconciliation. But it's a choice, isn't it, church? It's a choice of how you wait. How you spend the waiting is a conscious effort to seek hope and joy, peace and love, or to turn to the glitter and the sparkle. I pray this Advent season you will choose to remember, to remember what you're waiting for. Why wait? Because God wants to meet you in the waiting. He wants to make all things new. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. We come to the table today to remember, to remember our story and to be nourished so that we might be ambassadors of reconciliation out into the world.